thankful for each of you that have made your way here tonight. I'll say this, pretty comfortable in making this statement. Your folks that come back on Sunday evening is your backbone core group. And uh, I want you to know how much it means to your pastor for you to be here. So uh, we, we do thank you for coming back out tonight. Appreciate Brother Casey and what he stands for. I had all kinds of wonderful things I was going to say about him, and then I saw him here, and I thought, well, I better not do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we love Brother Casey, and we're thankful uh, for the work that he's doing here at uh, Fairview Memorial. And uh, we do uh, want you to know that remember you all in our prayers and our thoughts. We do ask for your uh, attention and your prayers tonight. I'll say this. <clears throat> I had a preacher, older preacher one time, Lord called me to preach back in 2008. Had an older preacher one time uh, tried to tell me I needed to cater my style of preaching to the location of the church where I was going. And I appreciated his desire to be a help to me, but I am what I am what I am. And I can't be Brother Casey. I can't be uh, Brother uh, Junior Moore or any of those other folks. I have to be Brother Chris Klein. And, uh, you know, it's, it takes a little while for the man of God to kind of get... Um, I guess, comfortable in his skin as a preacher. Uh, but we do want to do what he's asked us to do tonight. And uh, again, just thankful for this opportunity. As Brother Casey said there, uh, New Harmony Missionary Baptist Church has called us to pastor. And uh, we desire your prayers as we go that way. That the Lord would uh, help us to be the under-shepherd that we need to be for them. Wonder if anybody else would have anything on your heart before we go any further in this, the Lord's service. If not, and you have your Bibles with you tonight, we uh, invite you to turn the gospel according to Luke in the 21st chapter. The gospel according to Luke in the 21st chapter. <clears throat> We're going to take up our reading there at the 25th verse. Luke chapter 21 and verse 25. Jesus speaking here. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Correctly read, that's the 25th through uh, 28th 
verses there in that 21st chapter. And uh, just to kind of give a little bit of background, if you go back and read just a little bit earlier in that chapter, you'll see that uh, Jesus was speaking to a group of people there. And uh, as he was speaking to them, there was one of the uh, folks that was there. It doesn't say if it was a follower or not. Uh, but it said there that they asked Jesus, Master, tell us when these things shall be. And I believe that probably uh, there are a lot of people uh, still looking for a sign. I better get back up here. This thing's going to bother me a little bit, I'm afraid. <clears throat> But there are some folks still looking for a sign. Uh, we have been recorded in God's Word that uh, we are to uh, serve Him and obey Him uh, and worship Him by faith. And I will say tonight that uh, if you pay very much attention to the news that you have seen the uh, trouble that is going on uh, with Israel in different places uh, all over the world, uh, it seemed like there's been a, a great deal of trouble and conflict. Uh, uh, but that in itself is nothing new. As long as mankind has been, there has been conflict between people. And I will uh, say tonight that uh, back whenever all this stuff with Israel started to kick off, I, I had more people at work, Brother Casey, wanted to know about my opinion on the matter and uh, started to get concerned about uh, what was going on there. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I want you to know today, friends, that uh, God is a God of promises. And He made a promise that one day after a while that He was going to come back and uh, gather His children unto Himself and uh, that uh, uh, this world would be uh, destroyed by fire, that all the elements shall melt in a fervent, in a fervent heat. And... Uh, I want to say here tonight that, uh, you know, that sounds like a great and terrible thing because it is. Uh, I want you to know here tonight, uh, uh, brother and sister, that uh, in one place in God's Word, it talks about how that the trouble that shall be upon the earth uh, uh, that time uh, uh, will not be comparable to any other trouble that this world has seen. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about all the death and destruction that has happened in this world. And none of it will equal or compare to the wrath that will fall upon the earth when Jesus comes back. I want you to know tonight, friend, that uh, if you are here tonight lost and undone, that you need to be saved. You need to be born again. And, uh, you know, I desire uh, for you to be saved. Uh, whenever God saved my soul, He put a love for me, a love in me for uh, lost people and to see uh, those that I love be saved. I uh, hunger after that. I long after that for them. Uh, uh, but more than that, friend, and, and more than me wanting and desiring for you to escape uh, the pits of hell. I want you to have something, friend, that you can live with. I want you to have something uh, that you can go through this life with, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I want you to have uh, the peace 
of having God in your life. I want you to have the surety and the comfort of, of having God in your life. I tell you what, you'll never gain a, a better direction for your life than what you'll find in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know right now, friend, that is the best thing that you can ever have happen to you in your entire life. <clears throat> He said there were going to be signs and that nation would rise up against nation, that there would be great earthquakes and uh, pestilences and famines and all these things that are going on. And then after he starts to warn them there about uh, some of those signs, he said that, uh, that, we would, that God's people would be delivered up. It would be put to uh, trials and tribulations. Uh, and that it was going to be a difficult thing. But he said, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. It shall turn to you for a testimony. And I got to thinking about that as we were uh, uh, studying over that. And I got to thinking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, we don't really try God out very much. We like to try him out in the church house to see if we could feel his spirit or to feel his love. And uh, if we show just a little bit of obedience, you know, he uh, is a good God. And he pours out the blessings time and time again. Uh, I think about tonight, friend, I don't know about you, uh, uh, but I think about how little I've given him over the years. Uh, and how he has just continued to pour out the blessings uh, uh, over and over and over again. Uh, uh, stuffed my basket up and it runs over. I'm thankful for that tonight, friend. I didn't deserve any of it. But I tell you what, friend, it will be good for us if we try them out out there on the battlefield called life. You might say, well, preacher, I've lived my life. I'm in my later years. Listen, we need the help of our older members. We need our older members. We need them to be the prayer warriors and the instructors uh, in the helpers in the church uh, you might say well preacher uh, who are you uh, to come and say that tonight listen I just want to get in here uh, and preach God's word uh, and support your pastor and support your church uh, I want to encourage you uh, and I tell you what friends uh, the young people and the lost people need the influence of the older folks in God's church they need it you say, well, preacher, these young folks today, they're different. <laughs> Listen, didn't they say that about your generation? Whenever you were their age, they said it. You know as well as I do, they did. <laughs> Listen, we need to be finding a way <laughs> to make that connection, <laughs> to talk to these people. <laughs> and it doesn't have to come in something newfangled. I, I believe that God's ways are the right ways and that uh, they will uh, accomplish what God wants us to <laughs> uh, whenever we get serious and willing uh, to do what God wants us to do. But I'll say it like this. Uh, God uh, wants his church members to have a love for one another. Uh, he wants uh, uh, the older members uh, to have a relationship uh, with the younger members. Uh, he wants, uh, uh, and you say, well, preacher, I don't know. Listen, this is Bible, friend. Uh, you can read over uh, in the uh, uh, letters by Paul uh, how he instructed the older women to instruct the younger told them, instruct them. So we have 
that responsibility. We have uh, that privilege that we have, uh, excuse me, uh, for two and for one another. <clears throat> they need that. And they will benefit from it. I will uh, say here tonight, I'm thankful for all the older saints of God that have been in my life, that have bore a burden for me and my family and my loved ones down through the years. <laughs> and you know, I uh, say that that burden, you know, and I'm talking about a true a Holy Ghost given burden that didn't come uh, because of emotion but it comes because God gave it uh, and it'll uh, fill your heart up and it'll trouble you where you don't want to eat, you don't want to drink you don't want to sleep uh, but you have trouble in your heart uh, for that person or that situation uh, and you pray and you uh, pray and meditate upon it you try to be obedient to what God would have you to do in that circumstance <clears throat> they said there would be trouble and <clears throat> said it would be a testimony <laughs> listen we need to try it out try them out on the battlefield we need to try them out in our lives Try them out at the workplace. Try them out at the schoolhouse. We need to try them out everywhere. That we not be ashamed of him as we go out into the world. Letting his light shine. You know, Jesus talked about his church being a city set on a hill that could not be hid. He didn't say that would not, but he said that could not be hid. I pray that God would help us as his people and as his churches. Uh, that we would truly be that city set on a hill that bright light uh, uh, shining out uh, and you say well uh, preacher does that mean we need to get a bunch of lights outside no I'm talking about the light of love that burns in your heart uh, uh, that will strike up and warm the heart uh, of the coldest person in the world uh, that's the love that's the light uh, that we need to show out to this world uh, that's what's going to make the difference uh, that's what people need to see is the love of Christ in our hearts A lot of people talking about Jesus today. A lot of people talking about God today. But the best I can remember, what I can recall from that book, it calls us to be a peculiar people. Peculiar different from those around us. What's different? Is it that we abstain from certain behaviors? I hope that's not our only mark that would cause us to be different from the world. Is it because we don't go down to the beer joint on Friday night? Is that what makes us peculiar? Lord, I hope not. I would hope it's that true love of Christ that burns in our heart. The true Holy Spirit. Friends, do you realize what we have access to? Do you realize how powerful and strong a people God's children are? Because we have access to the heavenly throne, the Lord of lords, the King of kings. And I tell you what, friend, you might be saying, well, preacher, I don't deserve that access. I don't deserve to be privy to that strength. And amen, you don't deserve it. But I tell you what, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth on him should not perish. We 
But you know, Jesus' work wasn't complete on the cross. <laughs> Jesus' work was not complete on the cross, Brother Strode. After he had visited some, after he had already rose from the grave and he visited some of his people before he ascended up into heaven. When he ascended up into heaven, he went to the right hand of God the Father. And there he is today, Brother Collins, making intercession for you and for me. <laughs> Do you understand what that means? Here you have God the Father, all righteous, all holy, omnipotent, everything that you great that you could uh, throw out there, every adjective that you could throw out there. And here we are, old ragamuffin sinners. Old ragamuffin sinners. And we have him who became sin, who knew no sin. Says, Father, that's one of mine. <laughs> Let's hear what he has to say. He has a deed on his heart. He uh, needs us in this moment. And he uh, prays the Father. He uh, accesses the Father for us. And I'm so undeserving of that tonight, friend. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, if you leave here tonight uh, without access to God the Father, uh, if you leave here tonight uh, without the love of Christ in your heart, uh, you're going to leave here uh, not only in a great deal of danger and peril, uh, but you're going to leave here uh, the most broke person in this city. You're going to be broke. You say, well, preacher, I got a pretty house. I got a pretty car. I got a pretty family. Uh, but listen, uh, just listen to me for a minute, friend. You need to be setting your hopes on things that are eternal. Uh, don't be laying up treasures for yourself here on earth uh, where moth dust with rub and uh, dust corrupt and thieves do break through and steal. Uh, but you need to be considering uh, your eternal state. Uh, you need to be considering uh, where it is that you stand with God tonight. See, it's going to be a trial for those of us that have been saved by the grace of God as those days of woe and trouble come upon us and, and these people start to attack God's people. And I tell you what, I, I will not claim to be a theologian uh, in any shape, fashion, or form. Uh, but I do believe this. I do believe there are more people in our nation and country right now that are out and out against God than I've ever seen in my life. Our country is more, becoming more anti-God than it has ever been. There's only one to thank for that, and that's the devil. If you are here tonight and you think, well... Uh, you know, I know we read about the devil and uh, how evil he is and how wicked he is. Uh, but I want you to know, friend, uh, that the devil, he's active in his work. 
He's coming for your family. He's coming for your home. He's coming for your kind. Don't you let him get in around your house and to get up on your doorstep. Don't be doing things that would invite him into your home. Don't be doing things that would make him comfortable in your house. Say, I'm afraid. A lot of folks think they can play pretend with the devil through the week. You say, well, when, preacher, I love God. I don't know what you're talking about. Now listen, the best I can tell, and I ain't saying this to be ugly about nobody, but the best I can tell, our people look more like the world than we should. We're falling more in love with the world's devices and the Lord's in the world's comforts than we should. Remember, we're to be a peculiar people, right? Peculiar. Now, most folks, whenever trouble comes along the way, we say, "Oh, woe is me." trouble things are just horrible and I got all these problems and you might hear us moan and carry on about it but the Lord said here Jesus said that during this time of tribulation as God's children it would become a testimony unto us and I believe whenever you have God on your side that you can face any storm that this world can ever present you I believe that I've heard people say, well, and I know they mean well. People say, well, God will bring you to it. He'll bring you through it. Friend, that ain't in the Bible. It's not in the Scriptures. God will bring you to it just to show you that you are incapable. He will bring you to it just to show you how much you need Him. What you do with it. Are you going to cower to the world? Are you going to cower to Satan and his wiles? Are you going to say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I need you. Help me, Lord. Are you going to make those petitions to God knowing that Jesus is at his right hand? Praying and asking and making intercession for you. To the Father's behalf. Then he goes on just a little bit further, and I just got a little bit more to go tonight, and I'll be freed up, and I appreciate your attention. <clears throat> he talks about uh, people of God being persecuted and the difficulties, but the blessings that come with that, and he comes on down here and he says, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Uh, in other words, we'll start to uh, witness all these physical signs right before Jesus makes his return. We'll see these physical signs. 
Now, when we talk about this, whenever we preach about this, you either have one or two responses to that tonight. You only have one of two responses. It says men's hearts failing them for fear. I mentioned earlier that I had co-workers that were starting to inquire uh, to me whenever all these things with Israel started to kick off and they wanted to know about my thoughts on that and uh, if I thought that this was uh, coming to be the end and uh, you know I believe that if I knew that I was without God uh, I'd be getting after him I'd be hungering after him uh, uh, desiring to be saved desiring to get my house in order I, I wouldn't be putting it off uh, uh, waiting on some man to tell me uh, when the time is going to be right Because I tell you, friend, whenever these signs begin to come to pass, I want you to know, friend, that uh, you need to be uh, very much aware tonight uh, that whatever state that you draw your last breath in on this side of eternity... Whatever state your soul is in at that point, uh, that is the state that your soul shall forever be fixed. There's some... False teachings in this world that uh, you be able to uh, pray and make your way in your peace with God. Listen, God wants peace with you now. He wants a relationship with you now of a willing and a hungry, desirous, broken heart toward Him. He doesn't want it out of constraint of fear and judgment on those final days. He's given you the opportunity. We read where Jesus is described as the Lamb of God. Meek and mild. A sheep dumb before his shearer. He laid his life down on Calvary's cross. Nobody put him there. He went there. And he laid his life down. And he became sin me and you. Now friend, I want you to know that that very one that you deny when he knocks upon your heart's door, he will be the one that you face in judgment. He will be the one that you stand accountable before. Are you willing to push him away again tonight? He's described as that lamb. People love the lamb. They love the meekness of the lamb. But brothers and sisters, I want you to know that Scripture tells us he's coming back as a lion. And that meek and mildness is going to be gone. It's going to be gone. He said there that men's hearts would begin to fail for fear. He said, and they, then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. <laughs> and when these things begin to come to pass, 
He said, then look up. <laughs> you know, we talk about, uh, uh, the brother even mentioned it, uh, uh, and we sung a song about it being watching and waiting and, and being prayerful, and those are all good things. Uh, uh, but listen to what uh, uh, is being said here. I'm going to get this out, and then I'm going to be done. Uh, uh, but listen to what we have, just a, a few more moments here. He said, and when these things shall begin to come to pass, then look up and lift your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Oh, what does that mean? Brother showed it me. It's time to go home. that we can rejoice. It's like praying there at the last second that you might make it. He said, lift up your head and know that your redemption draweth not. Time to go home. <laughs> Glory, glory, glory. One day, brothers and sisters, there will be no need for preachers. Did you know that? There will be no need for the gospel message will have already gone out. Just as it's gone out tonight. You know, I had uncles that were members of gospel groups and I always looked up to them. As a young boy coming up in church, I had uncles, they sang the bass part. And boy, I thought that was really neat. Looked up for them, looked up to them for it. Say, well, where are you going with this preacher? What I mean is this. My role, my service to God that he's called me to, it's only for a limited time. But God's singers, we get to sing to him. For all eternity. And praise Him. We get to praise Him. I get to praise the one that saved my old nasty rotten soul, Brother Casey. I get to praise the one who uh, adopted me. And took me into the fold uh, when I was so low and undeserving. I get to uh, praise the one who makes us all adopted, uh, who uh, makes us all related uh, by through by and through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are brothers and sisters. So if you're here tonight and your name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you're not in the family. We want you. In the family. And I'll say this. I believe in the church doing activities and doing things to reach out and to uh, be a help to people and to increase fellowship. I'm all for that. But listen, I want you to understand something. 
Just because you're here does not make you right with God. And just because the people here love you and care for you does not mean you're right with God. But we read of a day, a day of judgment. Scripture says it's appointed once unto man to die, to die, the physical death, and after this, the judgment. And that judgment day, there's going to be two books that are opened. One is called the Book of Deeds. And it's going to list everything that you've ever done, small and great. Known and unknown to the rest of the world. That's a pretty powerful thought. And if that concerns you tonight, I want you to understand that you need to be further concerned about if your name is written in that second book, the Lamb's Book of Life, where your name is written whenever God saves your soul. Used to be a very, very popular bluegrass gospel group. I love to follow. They've recently disbanded called the Primitive Quartet. <clears throat> and their lead singer, before he passed, they used to sing a song, My Hope is in the Blood. That's where my hope is tonight. And it's there because I had, a I had an experience where I know that the Lord saved my soul when I was a little nine-year-old boy back at Price's Creek Missionary Baptist Church in Adair County, Kentucky. If you don't have that tonight, you need it. I want, it, I want that day to be your day of redemption drawing nigh. I don't want it to be your destruction. God would that none would perish. God doesn't desire to send you to hell. And I'll say this. God will send no, and I want to make this point very clear. God is not the author of confusion. And God will not send anybody to hell unjustly, undeservedly. If you go to hell and spend eternity in hell, it'll be because you deserve it. It'll be because you rebelled against him in your heart and refused to surrender to him. God doesn't do things that are not just. We want you to come with us to that wonderful new heaven that's talked about. We want you to come and spend eternity with us praising our precious Lord and Savior. Jesus, wrapping up his lesson to the one who asked that, he said, you can discern when the summer's coming by the fig tree. You can see these things coming. He said, and likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words 
shall not pass away. That's the message on our heart tonight, and I love you. I want you to know that God wants to save your soul if you're here tonight lost and undone. Furthermore, if you're here and you're not where you need to be with God, I want you to know he wants that fellowship with you. He wants it. He craves it. And he's do it. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be adored. He's, he's worthy to be the object and desire of our heart. So I want to wrap up tonight with this. And again, I'm thankful for your prayers and for the liberty that we've had. <clears throat> if you had one opportunity right now, God said there were no barriers between us and him. And you could talk to him. What would you say right now? Save, lost, everybody. What would you say to him? Because that's what we need. That's the attitude we need to come into the house of God with. Nothing holy about this building in and of itself but it's a holy place where God's holy people meet and do holy things and it ought to be reverenced and respected so if you could say one thing if you have one opportunity tonight to talk to him what would you say how would you worship him how would you interact because, friend, I want you to know that there are no barriers between you and God right now. Unless it is your own sin-sick soul that separates you from him. And he can take care of and remove that barrier just like that. I'll turn the, turn the service over to Brother Casey. I want you to know. God wants to hear from you tonight. You know, it's very little about, contrary to what people might say, it's very little about what we do as preachers and pastors. God's people have a role, have a say, have a labor to do. But what would it be tonight? You've already come here, you might as well labor. Right? You might as well worship. So what would it be? That's our heart tonight. I'll turn the service back over to Brother Casey. My heart's full. Been to me. And uh, I desire tonight that if you're here and lost, that you might know the peace that he spoke about. I'm so very thankful that there's been Numerous times in my life. That's the thing I've tried to preach since I've come here. 
Not only does he save you and give you a home in heaven, but he wants to walk through this life with you and be the best friend that you've ever had. When I feel like I have no one else in this world, I've got him. I've got him. And he wants to be that for you. So tonight, Brother Strode, if you'll get us a song, if the Lord is knocking on your heart, seek the Lord tonight. Come to Him with your whole heart. Come to Him just as broken. Listen, we've all come the same way. We've all come broken. But that what's broken, David said, Oh God, my heart is fixed. And my friend, what is broken, God can fix. So come to Him tonight. Seek Him. Pour out your heart to Him tonight. Because as He was talking... Look up for your redemption, Darth Nye. My friend, when I'm looking up to see him, I won't be worried about what's left behind no more. Right now, we're concerned about your soul. Come seek the Lord while there's a chance and opportunity tonight to find him. Go ahead, brother. 321, 321.